Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here in our studios. Good to have you back. How are you? Thanks. I'm good. I'm very good. good. Worldwide traveler, huh? Yeah. You yeah. were in Florida and then Vermont, horse showing. Ver- horse Vermont. You were, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So been all over the place. That's good. I have. Yeah. It's been a busy summer, but all good. The summer of Kate. Yes, yes, horse show Kate. Horse show did you Kate. see the pictures? We had a she had a costume contest. We did a little. Oh, 80s I saw thing. that. Yeah, I saw fun. that. With, with, yeah, with it was fun. Exactly. Our so. other other horsepower. There you go. Exactly. How so, are you? Neat, neat stuff. I'm fantastic. I had an off weekend, a home weekend. Um, I love traveling. I love going to races between my NASCAR gig mm-hmm. and my sprint car stuff. I mean, during the during the course of my, I had a 14 week stretch of weekends on the road. And it was great because I had a lot of great NASCAR races. But in there, we had Houston's weekend. Yeah. We had Port Royal weekend. I caught NARC racing out in California. I mean, I saw I, I saw a bunch of sprint cars. I mean, the whole thing was great. The whole thing was great. But there's just a time where it's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. And so Friday night, I ran my 50th 5K. That's awesome. Did I that. saw that. Yeah, Congratulations. I, yeah, I did that. I really, really, really love that. And I'm working on something bigger going forward with that, with my running. On Saturday, I went under the radar Saturday afternoon. went up to Winston-Salem. There's some great breweries up there. Mm. And then I just kind of slid on into one of my favorite places in the world, Bowman Gray Stadium on Saturday night. Where do you watch from at Bowman? Just turn number one high in the grandstands. Yeah. I just so you go, get to see the, I get the, to crowd. See the crowd. I mean, the crowd is where it's The crowd at. reaction. Yeah, everything is great. The a lot stadium, of middle fingers. A lot of yelling. middle fingers, exactly. We had Burt Myers win. Tim Brown finished second. We had restart shenanigans. Yeah, three course. attempts at a restart. And, of course, half the people thought the restarts were perfectly fine. The other half of the restarts thought that the guy should be banned for life. And and it's Bowman Gray Stadium on a Saturday night. It, Bowman Gray Stadium. I was talking to of all people, Flea Rudzik, mm-hmm. who was the, the yep. just just a fascinating, fascinating guy. During the midget weekend at uh, Millbridge or the week, the Monday Tuesday midget show, he came down early and he went to Bowman Gray Stadium, <laughs> and he was like, "That place is an American treasure. It, it, really, it really is." And you just sit there, and I'm telling you, it's just. 
Two hours and seven minutes of the best entertainment you'll ever <laughs> have for twelve dollars. Yep. Get in the car and drive home. Yeah. And and I'm I'm I just it was so good. It was great. So I did that. And then uh, the girls and I, my daughters and I, we went to a cannonball, uh a Canapolis cannonball game. That's our uh a minor league ball yep. thing. I had never been to the stadium. Oh my god. Oh, it's God. a brand new one, right? Brand new. Yeah. Well, it was brand new. It was supposed to open in 2020, and okay. then the, the worldwide pandemic broke up. Ugh. So it's like in its second year of yeah. open now. Um, I haven't been there. I went to the what, Intimidators back in the day. A beautiful stadium. And I always sit there, minor league baseball and the the entertainment they do, the way things are run, I always compare it to what we do with short track racing. Yeah. And, boy, they put on a nice show. They, uh, the, the game was good, and then and then the game was good. Uh, Intimidators are down three nothing. They score five runs in the bottom of the eighth. Wow. Place is just crazy. I mean, it's just it's cool. <laughs> so um, a great great weekend off. It really was good. So fun stuff. I think it's great. Now reset and and move on. Yep. And get the second half of the year underway. So it's going to be good. That's for sure. I have mentioned this a couple of times, and I wanted to take some time right here at the top to mention this. This is the Billy Pouch book by Buffy Swanson. It's called uh, The Last Cowboy, The Life and Times of Billy Pouch. Um, forward by Ray Evernham. Yipper. Some guy you know well. First off, Buffy Swanson is one of the best writers mm-hmm. in motorsports, period. I mean, she I just agree. is good. And the Swansons and the Pouches are friends. So who better to do a book on Billy Pouch than Buffy? And it covers everything from, from his dad, the early days, to modified success, to sprint car success, to modified success, to asphalt modifieds. And this book is phenomenal. I I I am a recently new reader. I've read two books now. My first book was on well, Johnny this year, Cash. Let's, yes, right? Yes, yes. yes exactly. I mean, you made it sound like it was overall. Well, overall. <laughs> well, yeah, for this. Yeah, well, it might be overall. There probably was some time in high school or college when I read. You had the cliff notes. The cliff notes, exactly. Cliff notes, man. I love those things. Ooh, go to the bookstore and grab the cliff notes and giddy up. Um, I've read two books now, Johnny Cash and Billy Potts. I, I mean, if you're going to read some books. That's called badass are, reading yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I highly recommend it. Um, I don't even know where you can get this book. I'm sure you can find it. Just the 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 last cowboy, Billy Pouch's book. I'm telling you, folks, get it. If you if you just want to read, we just talked about Bowman Gray Stadium and American Treasure. Billy Pouch is an American is an American treasure, um, and this book does a great job. The thing I like about it also is 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 as a new reader, there's just a lot of there's there's not many pages where it's all words. So there's a lot of pictures. Uh, I, book, I like that because a lot of books do that center section. Right, yes. No, I don't then, like that at all. Yeah, well, I, and that's the first thing I go to. Right, exactly. And then, so, yes. they have, this book is put together so well. It really is. And I, I know it sounds like, it's, it sounds like, well, I like it because of the pictures. No, I like it because the pictures, they relate. So you're talking about him driving for this yeah. team owner and there's pictures of that. You don't have to, go to fumble the, through to yeah. that section. So the Billy Pouch book, get it. Get it, get it. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. It really, truly is. All right, let's get it to our Hepner Racing Product Hot Topics. Um, our first hot topic is Anthony Macri, who is one of our guests coming up in a little bit. Uh, silly season struck Anthony Macri, and mm-hmm. it seems like all of central Pennsylvania. 
Um, so uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit with Anthony when we talk to him. But uh, Bernie Stubgen shows up. Whatever his role is there, maybe we'll learn a lot yeah. that today because Bernie's going to be on the show as well. Um, we're also going to have uh, Corey Eliason on the show. So we got a big show, three guests here today. Um, Bernie shows up. They get the car tuned up. He goes to Williams Grove. He starts eighth and wins. He comes back to Lincoln, which, remember, a year or so ago, Lincoln was not his place at all. He goes to Lincoln and wins and picks it up. So, uh, Anthony Macri, 16 wins now on the season. So, uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk to Anthony. Um, One of the great stories by the end of January this year was Tanner Thorson. Mm -hmm. Okay. He finally won the Chili Bowl. One of the absolute most frustrating trying stories since the end of January has been the four tar, uh, four ten sprint car world of um, Tanner Thorson. Uh, he had that ride with Snow Racing that went away. Um, we saw a little glimmer of things. He's dating, uh, engaged, I think it is, to Stevie Smith's daughter. Yep. So they did the Steve Smith, Stevie Smith tribute car. Or the Steve, I think they did the Steve Smith tribute car. I think so. Yeah, the Steve. Steve. Smith. It was Steve Smith tribute car in Pennsylvania, and he had some top ten runs there. So you're like, okay, well, you you, you climb aboard that Dems and Ruts with number forty nine car, and then you throw a little Brian Kemenaw into the mix. That's that's how, whoever did this, whoever put this together, it was good career choices for Tanner <laughs> Thorson because they go to Attica and win. And Aaron, yeah, you just you just can't. You've got to have you. You can be a Chili Bowl champion. But if the combination is not there, as I think we saw, it did not work. Yeah. And I, I have no idea where this thing is going. I think they're running the Doty Classic tonight. Yeah. But I have no idea where this thing is going. But when you get the right car, the right mechanic, and the right driver, they want it Attic on Friday yeah. night. And Brian Kemenaw. Well, he's one of my favorites, of course. And he's a genius. I mean, when it comes to yeah. sprint car crew chiefs, he's got to be in the top five or eight in the country, in my opinion. If I am starting a sprint car team today, and I'm not, and I didn't play the, played a lotto last <laughs> night, so I didn't win the lotto. You didn't? I didn't win. I haven't Did won the Did you buy some lottery. raffle tickets for the Sprint Car Hall of Fame? I have bought that. I got so that. So maybe you are. Well, there's, 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 the thing is getting, there's the thing is getting a sprint car and starting a sprint <laughs> car team. The worst thing in the world that could happen is if I won, not the worst thing, if I won that raffle, because then, you know. No, but so, but if I was, I really honestly believe that Brian Kemenaw oh. might be the guy I would hire. Yeah, to to assemble, to put together, and to run the team. Absolutely, he's that good. When we started our team back in 2010, Brian was my number one pick. Right, yeah, it was not the right timing. Things didn't work out. About, yeah, we always talk about we'd love to have worked together at some well, point. Well, yeah, um, but agree, he is. Yeah, top he's, of the list. He is, and so he puts Tanner Thorson. Yeah. On the front stretch at Attica. And how cool is that for Tanner? Because I don't care who you are, what you've been through, what you've won yeah. in the past, but your confidence gets... That chili yeah. bowl has to seem like 25 years ago. Exactly. I mean, it just... it, it and, and, I, and I'm, I am a huge fan of Tanner Thorson. We had got a chance, it was 2018, and he was running some races in the children's truck. Yep. Um, it was a combo deal. It might have been Tyler Young Motorsports, but it was tied mm-hmm. in with the... He was in the children's development program. And we actually was at Eldora... On Friday, and then that was the year I went out to the Cading Classic. It was this week or something. It was about the same time. And we actually got to spend a lot of time together. And I'm just a huge, I'm very high on Tanner Thorson. Yep. And then he had the big accident, uh, the, the road accident. Uh, then he came back and, and carved out really good midget success. And here mm-hmm. he is and makes the move. And, and then I, I was just happy to see him win. Yep. 
There's a 24-year-old racer from Grand Forks, North Dakota named Jade Hastings. Okay, he's the 2020 NOSA champ. 2022, the plan was to continue to run NOSA. That's the Northern Outlaw Sprint Association. They come down, they run they run a lot of South Dakota and North Dakota yep. tracks. Okay, his plan was to run NOSA in Houston's. On, on, he sits on Sunday nights. May 15th, his truck died, and he had to give up the Houston's plans. Okay? And so you've got to be and, – and, and what you got up there is, is you know, you, you've got the NOSA, which is a great regional tour, mm-hmm. and then you've got Houston's, which is a nationally known track. So you can get your success at the NOSA tour, but a win at Houston's, running good at yeah. Houston's is a different tier. It just it's just the pecking order of what it is. It's mm-hmm. IRA is not the world of outlaws. Yep. You know, I mean, I mean Butler uh, Butler Battlegrounds is not Williams Grove. We we understand everything and NOSA is a great great tour. Yeah. Jade Hastings is a great champion and he was adding Houston's in this year to kind of build their program and to continue to go and the truck up and dies and they miss a race at Houston's. Yeah. And it just comes, okay, then what do we do now? So they adapted, and they kind of gave up on that plan as far as that goes. This weekend, ironically, he finished second or third on Friday night at River Cities. Ironically, on Saturday, he's headed to Brown County Speedway in South Dakota, and they have all kinds of truck problems on the way there. Get there, parked it on the front stretch. Sunday, up to Casino Speedway up in South Dakota, goes out. Hot laps, they have to make a rear end change, barely make it out for time trials, get a time in, and park it on the front stretch on Sunday night. Nice. Uh, his previous, and he really, his previous three races, uh, finishes were all top four finishes. So, seems like Jade Hastings, a uh, great 24-year-old, uh, I don't know the guy, uh, seems like a great, great racer. Yeah. Um, as uh Found a stride, and that's really cool. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, and we'll get into this later on in the program. NOSA and IRA are teaming up at River Cities for two nights this oh. week. So for someone like Jade Hastings, this is a great week and great to have this momentum coming into this week yeah. to tangle with the IRA bunch. Um, on tracks where the NOSA guys have regular experience, River Cities. Yeah. So uh, I think that's really, really cool. Other winners, speaking of River Cities, don't look now. Mark Dodmeyer, two in a row now. No, uh, sh- no surprise. No, exactly. Dynamite's got his stride going there. Gosh, that is his race stride. Yes, it is. AJ Flick won at Tri City Speedway in Pennsylvania. I saw that, and I w- did. I went and looked it up at our at our the Sprint Car Rating site. Nine wins for the season. That's Impressive. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. AJ Flick. Um, as long as things continue, he's going to get to double digit wins. And how about it if you're if you're Ma or Pa Macedo? Uh, almost uh, Macedo. <laughs> Carson won Saturday at Wilmot and Cole won Saturday at Fremont. So good day for the Macedo and Tarleton families. Sure was. So neat stuff. Uh, Carson Macedo is our guest this week on our Wing Nation show this weekend coming up on Mav TV and on Rev TV in Canada. And he actually, and this is this is interesting, he actually breaks down some of the family tree because there's uh, Tarleton. Always kind of wondered. Well, so tune I'll in this week. There's Tarletons, there's Macedos, and then over here there's Facintos. Oh, they're related to the Facintos, They're related to Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Carson broke it down. And Hank, I think, my, uh, Hank, we're going to do, in Knoxville, we may actually do a family tree graphic we're going to work <laughs> on with Carson on this. and uh, uh, But it's fun wow. stuff. Great, great stuff. So, great night. All right, after racing products, mule conversions, and nobody knows more about this than yours truly. The absolute <laughs> number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP, and it starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking, 
biking, Kawasaki mule. Aaron, what else does it have? Well, it's customized and built to each customer's specifications and has options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP Mules, raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. Yes, indeed. And you can find out more at www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Sage Fruit Hotline's going to be busy. We've got Bernie Stubgen later on in the program. We've got Corey Eliason later in the program. Coming up when we return... Anthony Macri. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile style single stage cylinders as well as multi stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no one size fits all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at aggressivehydraulics.com. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. It is Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us from up in the great state of Pennsylvania, Anthony Macri's on the line. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We are doing well. Anthony, I can't imagine you've had some big wins. You've had bigger career wins than you had probably Friday and Saturday night. But I can't imagine how nice it was to get that car to victory lane a couple times this weekend. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely uh, felt nice. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, after everything that went on, and uh, you know, I kind of made the worst mistake I probably could have, and read all the Facebook and the Twitter comments, and oh. uh, you know, it was, it, you know, it kind of it got to me a little bit, but you know, it just kind of you know made the fire under my my butt a little bit bigger. So, uh, you know, I felt like I kind of had something to go out and prove, and uh, you know, obviously Bernie helped me kind of achieve that statement, and. Uh, I obviously can't thank him enough because without him coming in, I uh, really don't even know if the weekend would have been possible. But yeah. we made a deal. 
So, Anthony, without, you know, getting into any of the details of it, how did it come about to have Bernie work with you? Is it a is that a friendship that you've had? Did you just give him a call? Is it something maybe going forward you can work with? How did that that happen? And, and what was it like working with the new crew chief for the weekend? Uh, you know, I, I actually everybody probably never even remembers it because of how how poorly I did. But I ran his car last year at Kings Royal. And, uh, you know, ever since then, we just, you know, kind of had like a friendship, like reach out to each other, like once in a while to talk. And, uh, you know, uh, I had enough confidence in him as a, as a friend that he would probably come in in a pinch. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, with everything going down on a Thursday afternoon, uh, uh, my options were kind of limited. So, uh, I gave Bernie a call and, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, didn't even hesitate and said, let me just try to find somebody to cover the shop. And, he was able to do that, and uh, you know, uh, sometimes a, a change of scenery is is uh, nice, and uh, it's just you know really nice to be able to work with Bernie. You know, he's like really laid back. He's smart. He knows what he's doing, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. There was just kind of a, a confidence between the two of us and each other that uh, uh, it was kind of nice to have. And uh, I don't know. It was just really nice, laid back kind of weekend. Just you know, nice to kind of free the mind. I am sure. I'm sure there's a lot that goes on, and you 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 address the mistake of going on social media. And I'm telling you, that place is a cesspool. I mean, it's just unreal. And I and I live there, and I love it. And there's a lot of good, but boy, there's a lot of bad there as well. Anthony, as a race car driver, confidence. How important is that confidence? You've won 16 times this year. On Thursday of last week, you'd won 14 times. You were the the winningest driver in the country, and you're reading all of this crap about yourself. How important, though, is confidence when you climb aboard a race car once you got back into that car on Friday night? I mean, I I think confidence is everything in sprint car racing. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person that can tell you. It's just sprint car racing. uh, You know, it's more of a mental sport than it is is physical. Uh, But, you know, uh, I knew at the end of the day that, you know, obviously winning 14 races that, you know, there was some capability in me, <laughs> no matter what <laughs> Facebook and Twitter said. Uh, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I think Thursday night at some point in time, I knew I just had to, you know, get off my phone because it was only dragging me down mentally. So, uh, you know, I showed up to Shaw Friday with, you know, with a, you know, a, a certain message that I wanted to prove. And, and uh, you know, I worked, I worked my ass off all day Friday with Bernie and, uh, you know, uh, and it paid off. So, you know, just talking to him in the shop and, and, you know, I don't even really know how to explain it, but, you know, just throughout the events that happened Friday and, and being able to talk to, you know, Bernie and, you know, different people reaching out to me, texting me, uh, you know, it, it gave me the confidence that, you know, everything was going to be all right. And then, uh, you know, me being me, there was still the, the, you know, the little demon inside me saying that it, it's, it's going to, you know, end terribly. And, you know, all the people on Facebook are going to, you know, be right. But uh, I think after hot laps, I was like, I, I legitimately think we have a shot to win the night, no matter where we start. And, you know, we were able to put ourselves in position in the heat race to, you know, start up front and, uh, you know, start eighth at Williams Grove. I knew it was going to be, it was going to be a small feat to get to win, but, you know, Bernie just gave me such a good car that uh, it was honestly like, so easy to drive that like I could focus on what other guys were driving like what they were driving like you know their patterns and uh you know ultimately just it was like I don't want to say it was an easy feature win but you know it was it was fairly easy just because of how you know smooth everything was going so uh I, I don't know 
Anthony, I, I appreciate you so much being open about social media and, and how much it does affect you and the, the little demon telling you maybe those people are right. You know, I didn't have to deal with any of social media, thank God, when I was racing. Oh, my God. I mean, there was enough fan mail and other ways they could get to you. But how do you manage that as a driver? You hit on it a little bit, talking with Bernie, talking with people that are close to you on Friday. But, you know, a lot of drivers come in here and they'll say, oh, you just have to have thick skin. You can't read it. But we all know everyone reads it. You can't help yourself but, but to read it. How do you kind of sift through that? Or is it is it just what you said? You talk to people who are close to you. You talk to people like Bernie and, and, and just kind of remind yourself. And then obviously go out there on track and, and go win is the best way to prove it to them. Uh, I mean... I mean, me personally, I mean, at the end of the day, you know that, you know, 90% of the people that are saying something on Facebook, they probably, you know, I don't want to be rude, but they really don't know what it takes to, mm-hmm. you know, yep. not even work on a sprint car, let alone drive one. So they don't see all the, they see us show up at the racetrack and race. They don't see the behind the scenes stuff. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I just got to tell myself that, you know, those people really don't know and it's, it's not their fault, but you know, they just don't know. And, uh, that's just that's their opinions. I mean, everybody's entitled to opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not on here bashing people for saying stuff, but uh, you know, it's just you gotta you gotta have a small circle of people that you know you can trust. And uh, you know, I have a very good small circle of people that you know believe in me and and you know are are there for me. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's ultimately what's most important is to have a a good small circle of people. And uh, you know that's what I have. And, you know, all the additional people that, you know, you wouldn't never expect to text you, uh, you know, that obviously gives you some confidence too. So, uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, you just kind of got to believe in yourself and and what you're capable of doing. And, uh, that's just kind of what I've had to do the past week, week and a half. Man, dude, that is some good stuff. Mm-hmm. That is some great stuff. I will admit, though, I'm a little disappointed. I'm I'm just saying, um, I met your mother at Port Royal, and she is a wonderful person, and she gave me one of the crew shirts. And so when I found out there was an opening <laughs> oh, up there, I, 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 I grabbed the crew shirt, and I watched my phone, <laughs> waiting for the call, waiting. I had the shirt already, waiting for the call. I share that. I I I absolutely had a wonderful visit with your mom i know your parents i know your family what is it what does it mean you talk about that small circle what does it mean to have that group of people behind you that that are not going to let not going to let anything like that happen to you what does that mean uh it honestly means the world i mean uh i really can't even begin to describe it i mean you know to have a good backing is is everything especially in racing i feel and you know not just racing but but life in general so uh i i don't know it's just it it means a lot and uh i'm thankful for it did you even think about calling me for the crew chief job or didn't i come up on your hot list i I, I had very little input on the uh the the decisions that were made i i made the phone call to bernie and and uh that was on that was that was after a couple of us talked. So I can't <laughs> imagine that Bernie a was higher other people than you that on you have the to list. Go to. I mean, I can't believe I can't. that you picked Bernie over Steve Post for a crew chief. I mean, shoosh. man, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm now I'm now I got to stay off social media now. I got <laughs> oh, no, that's a great, great, that's a great, great find. That's really cool. That's for sure. So big weekend ahead, headed to the Kings Royal. Do you have is Bernie going to w- work with you? Is there a plan for the weekend? Uh, what is it looking like? Yeah, uh, Bernie's, you know, kind of on board for us for this weekend. And then 
uh, you know, after that, uh, it's kind of week to week at this point in time. I mean, until, um, obviously we're still looking for somebody that could, you know, be our crew chief full time. I mean, Bernie has his parts store and has his own race, race cars. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of week to week at, at this, at this time, but you know, anything can happen, but you know, we're just searching around and, and, you know, interviewing people in a way, but you know, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, the right person is going to walk through that door because they know they've got a good team and a good driver. It's a it's a combination. Yeah. We actually talked about this in our opening. A great driver, great equipment, and a great mechanic are a combination. And 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 a combination. You you've had that in the past, and you'll get it. Uh, you'll get it again, and uh, you'll have it pretty good this weekend. I was going to well. say you're, you're, gonna uh, pretty... you're in pretty good shape this weekend <laughs> as well, Anthony. We appreciate the time. Thanks so much uh, for the time. Thanks so much for the honesty, for the candor, and chatting with us. And uh, we're going to be following along. We wish you the best up at Eldora this weekend. Alrighty, thank you. There we go, Anthony Macri joining us. That is a kid four years ago that would not talk on this program. <laughs> yeah. On a, I mean, he would begrudgingly in victory lane conduct an interview. I, I'm telling you, I sat there at one time just listening to him with yeah. chills. He is just matured as a young man, mm-hmm. as a person. And then obviously the drive. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, the reality of this is, and this is just some old dude talking Sometimes you you got to have moments like he had last Thursday mm-hmm. that make you a better, stronger mm-hmm. person and, 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 and learn you some lessons mm-hmm. on how to handle things. And, you know, I mean, to, to you know, I, I just I, I just I sat there listening to the interview thinking that this is the kid. This is the kid that it used to be like Macri won six races in a row. Do you think he'll come on the show? And Craiger would be like, probably not. He just would never yeah. wanted to talk about it. And over the course of time, he got so he'd return our calls and come on the show. And then he gives us like one of the best interviews ever. Yeah. I mean, just freaking all out. This is what's going on. This is what we're doing. Honest, open. This is what we're doing. Genuine. Man, I love what's going on with Anthony Macri, the young man. I love, obviously, the way he wheels a car. Woo, yeah, man. 16 wins. Yeah, 16 wins. Yeah, the, the crew chief, the, the mechanic doesn't get all those 16 wins. Exactly. Their drivers drivers got to have a part in some of it as well. Uh, fun stuff. Uh, from one silly season story to another, when we come back, Corey Elias, and he joins us here on Wing Nation. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, 
and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, talking sprint car racing. Let's go back to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Silly season 2022. Corey Eliason joins us. Hello, Corey. How are you? Uh, Good. How are you guys? We are doing well. Um, Corey, it's never fun to get the call you got a couple of weeks ago from Kevin Rudine. Uh, letting you know that, uh, and, and I think you we were aware that performance was not where you guys needed it to be. Uh, timing on this stuff is never good. What's uh, what's what's the last couple of weeks been like for you as you as you regroup and 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 and, and sort out where you're going from here? What's that been like? Um, it it really, I mean, I guess it was kind of a it was a kind of a shock. Obviously, you don't really expect to get let go. I guess in the middle of season, um, it's one of them things it's part of our uh, industry it's kind of how this deal works um unfortunately you know performance wasn't great uh we were well aware of it and it, something has to change and it's either the crew chief or the driver usually gets changed and uh kevin felt that it was best to change on my end so um right now as far as i really haven't gone out and searched uh i've talked to a few people that have called uh mainly but Right now, I think I'm just uh, I'm kind of sticking with Bernie at the Indy Race Parts car. Um, we ran Knoxville two weeks ago, and we ended up running second for our first night together. So um, I think we're trying to put together something where we can, you know, race. You know, we got big races coming up throughout the year. The, you know, the second half of the year is always the bigger portion of it. So um, I think he's excited. He's expresses he's excited and. You know, I'm kind of excited. It's, it's something new, I guess. You know, everybody needs change in life, and that's kind of where we're at. So I think for the most part, I'll be, uh, as of right now, I'll, I'll be driving the 71 Indy Race Parts car. Corey, as a race car driver, you know, it's part of, it's part of what you sign up for is the uncertainty of a job. But you were with Redeem for three and a half years. Uh, you hit on this a little bit, but how, how hard is that of a transition? You know, you have something stable for a long period of time, and then you find yourself – it kind of almost lost looking for something. How has that been for you? I know, like I said, you hit on it a little bit, but but go into detail a little more as a driver. How hard that is? Um, I mean, it's it's difficult. Is there's not much to. I mean, it's it's hard to cope with because mm-hmm. it's you know it's familiar, it's comfortable, it's the same group of guys, it's the same truck and trailer. You go to the races, you know what you have, um, and and you know who the people you talk to and the people that are in your circle, basically that are part of the team or the front office management, whichever it is. And basically the rug gets ripped out from underneath Mm -hmm. you. And it's kind of a, um, 
I don't know. It's almost a world is ending fear as I, I guess I could describe it. Cause you don't really know what the next move is. You don't know what's going to happen. You're still trying to process why it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, why, I guess, why me, you always ask the question, but um, going through it, I've, I've talked a lot with um, Kevin keys and Modi coaching. Um, and he's kind of, you know, really helped along the way, I guess, building up to this. It's more of a one door closes, the other door opens. Um, you just have to be open to, you know, that door opening and, you know, recognize it when it does. And uh, it was definitely, it was weird, I, you know, racing for Bernie the first time, just because it's a different car. It's a different shop. It's, you know, different everything. And it's like, okay, we'll just, we'll work through it and kind of see where it ends up. But um, I think it's, you know, it, it benefits me um, having a relationship with Bernie. Uh, we've become friends over the past five or six years. And that kind of helped make the transition a little bit easier, but it's still, it's a, it's a very weird feeling, mm-hmm. you know, not going to the same shop every day, not talking to the same guys every day. You know, it's, it's just different knowing that that car is going out and racing and you're not in it anymore, I guess is, uh, it's just a, a different feeling. It's kind of hard to describe it, but it's definitely a uncomfortable feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, yet again, that's, it's a part of life. It's, I guess our, our job is a little more, difficult than others as far as when you lose your job as the driver it's not you can't just go hop in something else or you know go to the next office and apply for a job and, and get it so yeah that's kind of the hardest part is just hoping that you know a, a ride becomes available and you're kind of the top candidate for it yeah especially in july uh yeah. like, you know it's kind of timing of everything is, is is interesting that is for sure um you the when you find yourself in this spot Corey. Um, you, you, you probably have to weigh, and, and I love the landing with Bernie because mm-hmm. you don't want to be out of sight, out of mind, but you don't want to be riding around in last place in some old sled. Okay. Is this a really good combination to Bernie that you can, and, and you finish second at Knoxville yeah. and your first time out with him. Um, this seems to me like it, there's gotta be a balance that you needed to strike as you make this next step forward. Right. And that's, that's where I was at, you know, just, we have people talk and then, you know, they call and want to know if you're available for this race or this race. And it's kind of at the, you know, stage I, I committed that, you know, the first person I talked to right after it was Bernie. And it was funny. Cause I asked him, I said, how many engines do you have ready to go right now? And he said, four, I have six total. Why? And I never responded. And that was the day that I got told I was out of the 26. And so uh, the next, I think later that night, he called me and asked me why I was asking those questions. I told him and he's, you know, he's been wanting to race with me for four years now and, uh, it's finally going to happen. But as you said, it's not, um, you can't just go hop in anything. Cause right now my stock's not really that high. Everybody's, you know, there's people that believe in me, but then there's also people that are like, well, yeah, he was good maybe at one stage in his life, but now he's you know, not very fast anymore. He just kind of rides around in the back or whatever they say. So um, it's very detrimental to pick the right combination that is going to do the best with you. And, you know, I'm perfectly content racing with Bernie, you know, the rest of this year. I mean, next year, whatever it is that comes about it, I I feel we get along great. And I feel he understands me, uh, what I say he sees. So that's 90% of the battle right there. 
Absolutely. You, you say that, you, you know, you feel like your stock isn't that high. How gratifying or satisfying was it to go to Knoxville and, and run second? That's not an easy place. I don't care what week, what day you run Knoxville, but to go out in his car, first time out and run second, that had to feel good. Uh, definitely. It was definitely, you know, I guess kind of a confidence booster for myself. I, I, I have a lot of good people around me that, you know, help try to bring my confidence up and make sure like, Oh, you, you know, you can still do this. Don't, don't worry about all the, all the noise outside of it. And um, like I said, it was just, it was weird getting in it, but um, I trust, I already had the trust built with Bernie for whatever reason, you know, we do business together and we've been friends. So that kind of helped. But uh, just the fact that he's excited to go race with me and expresses that he's excited and I see it makes it uh, a big difference. You know, we Knoxville, Knoxville is difficult, but I, I feel it's difficult because it's so easy. It's hard mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got to mm-hmm. get an extra hundredth or thousandth in qualifying that makes a world of a difference from 20th to fourth or whatever it be. But um, we ran Knoxville that weekend, and I feel like that was the widest it's ever been. I mean, the curve, I've never raced Knoxville where the curbs literally packed up against the fence and we're banging it off the fence there or the bottom is not even a tire width wide and it's hard to hit, but if you do hit it, it's still just as fast. So, um, after I left there, I was pretty pumped up because I feel like if you can get around the bottom there, every nationals I watch, if you can get around the bottom, you, you have a shot at it there. And I felt pretty confident that I can show up and run the bottom and I'm going to be able to drive by guys. Wow, man. I'll tell you what, it's amazing just to hear you say I left there. I left there feeling so good. You know, because it's just it's such a such a fascinating, interesting time and uh, roller coaster. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. roller coaster time. That's for sure. So, do you do you do you have a next race with Bernie lined up? Are there plans to go to the Kings Royal this weekend? I know we just had Anthony on, and Bernie's working with him there. Do you have anything concrete yet? Or are you still finalizing all the details? Um, I mean, there's there's really no, uh, I guess, finalizing or or details with him. It's. Uh, he called me and he basically said, this is your car. You can run it as much as you want, as much as I can afford until I go broke or until you fire me. This is, this is your ride to have. So, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty cool for him to say. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I've been there, but he's, he's pretty pumped. And I think, uh, I definitely think we're going to try to get after it at Kings Royal. And, um, I mean, I know all, all the big marquee events is, you know, on the schedule as far as nationals, Jackson Nationals, probably the foundation race. Um, yeah. Maybe Williams Grove, the National Open, Tuscarora, World Finals, stuff like that. That that's more of his forte. He 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 likes going to big places, and he likes going to the you know the nice facilities to definitely go race at. So um, I think that's kind of where we're headed. I mean, things can change. Obviously, I know as a business owner, it's Indy Race Parts kind of consumes him so if he's called there he kind of has to be there and can't really take off to go racing as much but um, I'm well aware of it going into the deal so it's not going to be like a a letdown if he says hey we we can't really go race during the week I got to wait till the weekend because I I got business to deal with so um, I I think it'll work out great and I mean who knows we could get going good and we could start racing more than me or him planned on yeah that's the beauty of it you're with a racer like Bernie if it's going good, you never yep. know. 
Corey, we really appreciate your mm-hmm. time today. We appreciate your candor, your honesty as you deal with this. And uh, I don't know. I know Aaron at one time, look, I could tell the look in her eyes. We're really both excited about what the future yeah. holds for you. So we wish you the best on that. We can't wait to follow along. And uh, we'll be calling you some Tuesday after a big win and talk about that win and celebrate with you here on Wing Nation. But thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you. There we go. Corey Eliason joining us here on the program. Okay, so we talked to Anthony Macri about Bernie. We've talked to Corey about Bernie. Let's step away, and how about we talk to Bernie next? Stay with (laughs) us, everyone. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength rolls along. A triple dose of the Sage Fruit Hotline. We spent the first segment talking about Bernie. We sent the second segment talking about Bernie. So, well, let's spend the third segment talking with <laughs> Bernie. Bernie Stubbsen joins us from up at Indy Race Parts. Hello, Bernie. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Okay, before all of everything else starts, okay, before we even get started with Anthony and Corey and everything else, um, you did a really, really nice, it was a great interview with Aaron, and you sent popcorn. Thank you for the popcorn. <laughs> yes. I am yeah. a pop. Uh, Aaron shared it. I with did me. share. She shared. I didn't it with want me. to, but I did. She, yes, the popcorn. I am a popcorn aficionado. Well, I don't know if I'm an aficionado. I know I love it. So thank you very much for the popcorn. Yes. I need to get that out of the and way. I do with. have to say, I think he's one of the very few. We've had a few guests, but not a lot send thank you. So that was very much appreciated. So now we're good. Yep. We're good yep. on the popcorn yes. thing. That's yep. for sure. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Steve actually left <laughs> me a few kernels. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So, Bernie, what's going on? Anything happening in your world? Oh, my God, dude. Uh, just, it's, just, uh, it's just an average day for me. Uh, I, uh, it's funny, as, we, uh, as, uh, as you were calling in here, I had uh, Randy Gass, Noah Gass's dad. He's pulling up out front to pick up a front clip for, uh, to fix one of uh, Noah's cars um, yeah. that he crashed a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it's just uh, just an average day for me. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, let's see, where do we want to start? Uh, let's let's uh, let's go back two weeks ago. 
Corey Eliason getting the chance to field your car with Corey. Uh, just talk a little bit about how that come about. And Corey said that you guys are working on some stuff going forward. Um, just just describe a little bit how that how that fit together for what you had and where he was at. Uh, just, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I've, uh, I watched Corey all oh, years ago with, um, oh, uh, when he was in, uh, Dennis Ross car. And, uh, I always thought that, man, this kid, he likes to stand on the hammer and that's what I like, you know, like, and, and uh, and the good thing about Corey is when he slides his helmet on, he might have buddies in the pits or whatnot, but I chuckle because when he slides his helmet on, he got no friends. Yeah. He, uh, he's going out there to, to drive that thing as hard as he could drive it. And, and I remember, I remember I was working on Gio's car, and we were at Calistoga, and uh, and Corey was starting on the pole, and Gio was outside. And I remember I told Gio, I said, hey, you know he's going to use you up going into one, so you have to use him up before he uses you up. <laughs> and, uh, and Gio was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude, just go in there and dive underneath them and just run them all the way to the fence. And then I said, because it's going to be narrow in one lane, and, and lo and behold, Gio didn't get it done, and uh, and uh, Corey went on and won the race. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and so, so I just, uh, I just have always, uh, I just have always admired. Like I just, uh, you know, you could ask my wife. I've said for probably five years. I said, man, I would just like the opportunity for Corey to drive for me, you know, someday because I think that we could, uh, I think that we truly could win some races. And uh, and uh, I mean, you know, for for all bad things that happen. Uh, sometimes good things happen too. And I, I mean, I do feel bad for him because he was in a good comfortable spot and obviously, you know, the 26 cars and a well-funded team and just very established. Um, so I feel bad that he, you know, loses a, out on a ride like that, but, you know, hopefully we can, you know, go do something and, uh, and, uh, and we can win some races. You know, Bernie, after talking with with Corey and with with Anthony, I just couldn't help but think of how how cool it is that you ha- you're in the position that you are. You have the parts business. You have a great team. You only run, the, you know, certain races that you want to run. But you're you're providing these kids with with an opportunity or, or help that can really help their career. You know, when we talked to Corey. He said when he you know heard from Rudine, he felt like his stock was really down. And, you know, he knew he had the friendship with you that he reached out to you. Like, I think that that says a lot about you and. Um, I think it was really neat that you guys went out and, and ran second the first night together. Talk about about running Knoxville and actually getting him in your car after all those years of talking about it. Oh, I just well, I mean, obviously Williams Grove and Knoxville are my two favorite racetracks. I mean, I I just those. I mean, there I like a lot of racetracks, but those two are my favorite. And so, you know, like whenever uh, you know we decided we were going to do something, and I said, well, you know. There's a there's a race that pays a little bit of money in August at uh, Knoxville. We probably ought to go run laps there. And and uh, and I actually hadn't been to Knoxville yet this year. And uh, and so, you know, that was our uh, and and uh, Jamie Ball um, let us jump in there on a on the test for Friday night. So that made it even more you know worthwhile going there because we were able to test. So just got to we got to test on Friday and try some stuff and. And uh, and I think we made really good laps, and uh, you know, and then followed it up with uh, you know racing on Saturday, and and um, you know, I mean, I think he did a great job, and and it's just it's one of those things, you know, like at the end of the day, no two drivers are the same, and uh, so you just have to, you know, like I would normally do this or do that for this guy or go do that for this guy, and so you just kind of gotta you know, listen to what the, the driver tells you and, uh, you know, and then just kind of mix everything together. And, and I'm a, I like to share my information with my driver, you know, like I tell him, Hey, there's where I'm at. I got these bars. This is where we're at on the shock. You know, I got this much wind up and, and whatnot. And, uh, and then that makes them maybe 
I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody else shares that information with them as far as a crew chief goes or whatnot, but I just think that that makes them feel more included in, in the scenario. And then whenever the race is over and, you know, maybe you started second and you ran 12th and he comes in and he's like, man, that sucks. Let's, let's not, you know, let's not take that weight out of the left rear. Let's not do that. And so, I mean, I think that, you know, going to Knoxville and, and doing it that way, it just, um, it worked out well for us. That is neat. That is mm-hmm. really neat. The analytical, the approach, the if this, then that sort of approach. So you're rolling along, you're working on this deal with Corey, you're scheduling, you're working on everything else. And Anthony Macri calls you last <laughs> Thursday. Um, what in the wide world of sports was going through your mind when that call came in? Well, it, it's kind of funny, <clears throat> excuse me. So Jim Shuttlesworth, who obviously was uh, Anthony's crew chief, um, he, I had talked to him uh, Thursday morning at like 10 o'clock or so. I had talked to him and, uh, and I said, oh, you still, uh, you still on 39 car? And he said, yeah, they haven't fired me yet, so I'm good to go. And uh, he goes, I'm at the beach, but I'm heading up there shortly. I'll be there in the morning. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, then at about noon, I see Anthony's calling me, and I chuckled, and I'm like, well, we don't talk every day, so he must need something if he's calling me. So I answered the phone, and uh, and he's like, hey, I know this is really short notice, but do you think you could come to Williams Grove and Lincoln, or do you think that I could drive the 71 car at Knoxville? And I was like, well, I, I don't know. Let me uh, – I said I had plans of getting this, that, and whatever, and whatever. I said, let me – let me work out some scenarios and, and I'll get back to you. So I, I contemplated, I was like, well, for simplicity, I could just get him to come and, and drive the 71 at, at Knoxville. But then I thought, well, I have promised that that's Corey's ride and I don't want everybody to all this, that, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and, and out of, I, I just, uh, I told my wife, I'm like, man, I, I hate to put Anthony in the car. And then we go to Knoxville and he, some maybe possibly crashes a thing and, and kills a frame or whatever. Well, then that takes the car away from, uh, from, uh, from Corey. So I was like, yeah. so I just said, well, you know what? I'll just come to, I'll just come to Williams Grove and Lincoln. And, uh, and then I really didn't ever think about it. I just was like, oh yeah, it's just a, you know, another sprint car to work on. And so, um, my wife, she got up work, and so we got in the truck, and we're heading that way on Thursday night. And I got to about the Pennsylvania line, and I said, you know, I didn't really think about it, but this kid's won 14 races this year. That's a lot of pressure to put on my shoulders. I didn't really think about that. Maybe I should have thought about this a lot more. Um, and so then, uh, you know, we got there, and, and, and obviously I wanted to bring my own shocks. Matt Hummel from FK Indy, he does my shocks, and, yeah. you know, that's just part of my package. And and then they run different torsion bars, and I wanted to bring my own torsion bar. So, um, you know, basically, we, we kind of, you know, by the time we uh, loaded up to leave on Friday, we kind of, we did a lot of changes. Like, I mean, Jim, obviously, he has his, um, you know, he has his setup, his way of doing things, and, and they were a little bit different than me. So we changed uh, we changed a lot of stuff on the car to, to suit more um, what I wanted to do. I actually, I chuckled because I didn't really think about it. I just wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be. And Nick Macri says to me on Saturday, he's like, yeah, he goes, the boys told me you changed a lot of stuff. So I was really worried on Friday, like, man, we're going to suck really bad because he changed everything on this car. And, uh, and then he, uh, he says, but he goes, obviously it worked out really well. So you just change whatever you want to change. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Bernie, when you go in to work on a car like you did with Anthony and you bring your own shocks, you bring your own torsion bars, how does that, I mean, you talked about 
going in the shop and making all those changes, but you had to have a few hours to do that. That's not like a, I mean, obviously changing bars and shocks doesn't take that long, but if you're talking about the whole setup and working on things, and I'm sure you, you know, realign the car, the whole deal. What is that like? And did you tell Anthony that before when you, when you signed up for the deal, did you say, Hey, I'm also going to totally change your car? No, no, not really. Uh, we didn't really talk that. We didn't really talk that much about it. I just uh, I, when he got, I called him back and said, "Yeah, I'll come out and do it." I said, "Hey," I said, "You know, not no disrespect to, to Chris's shock package or anything." I said, "But I don't know what that is." Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, "I would rather bring my shocks because I know what they are. I know where I want to be, you know, and so forth." And he was like, "Oh yeah, totally." And so then the more I thought about it, I thought, "Well, I don't know what torsion bars he runs." And so I asked him, and uh, and he said you know, whatever the other company is. And I'm like, well, uh, if it's okay if I bring my own. And he said, yeah, whatever you want to do. So that's really where it ended. And then once I got there Friday morning, you know, he said, well, hey, we have this certain front end in there. And I'm like, well, I don't like that. Can we change it? <laughs> but, yeah. And so, you know, we changed stuff here and there. And I mean, I think, I think uh, lucky for them, they live really close to uh, Williams Grove. So, um, but I think we got all done there, you know, in the, in out of the early afternoon or so and um and then they got those guys loaded up i ran to the hotel and checked in and then met them at the racetrack and uh um i don't you know it's it's always you know it's like uh i don't know it's one of those things you 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 do have doubts like man i don't know if this kid's gonna like the way you know because yeah. Yeah. i mean quite honestly we we ran at eldora last year and 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 I don't know, we just both missed something. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I can't say, oh, Anthony sucked driving or, you know, I'm the greatest guy there is at setting this car up. I just think that at that time, um, I just don't think that we clicked on, on where we needed to be on the car. And, you know, we just had some bad pill draws and whatnot, not making excuses. We just both sucked. That's all there was to it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, you know, that's in the back of my mind. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he obviously can get around Williams Grove. He's won races there. So, um, and I feel I can get a car to go around Williams Grove, but sometimes it doesn't work together. You know, mm-hmm. like you could be the greatest guy in the world driving and have the greatest mechanic, but they just don't mesh together. And so obviously he rolled out for hot laps and, uh, and, uh, he looked pretty strong in hot laps and I kind of grinned, you know, and I went back and obviously they do that, that penalizing thing at Williams Grove for where you have to start your heat race. And so I was like, oh, wow, what's Danny? <laughs> I watched Danny roll. He was supposed to start 10th and he got to move all the way to sixth in the first heat race because the guy's scratching and moving to the back. Well, then he rode around and finished sixth. And I was like, Oh shoot, this doesn't look real well. We're starting ninth and nobody's scratching out in front of us. So we're still starting ninth. And then he just did a good job. He waited, picked through there. And, and, uh, and I, as the, as the race went on, we just got stronger and stronger. And, uh, um, you know, and, and I guess I didn't know until my wife told me after the races were over that, uh, nobody had, uh, won from that far back this year at, uh, at Williams Grove. Yeah. Yeah. So no was, doubt. I mean, he was good in the feature. He was like, he made great decisions and he was just like, he, you could tell that he was extremely determined. Yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. sure. We talked to Corey just a moment ago and he said his stock was down. We talked to Anthony And he said he made the mistake of going on social media and reading all about how he was a spoiled, rotten, rich kid, this and everything else. Bernie, you talked about the mechanical end of this and the the, the shocks and the Mm -hmm. sway bars and the cars and the front ends and everything like that. How important, though, as you as a crew chief, is it for the, the, the mental attitude of these young men to get them in the right frame of mind, their level of confidence when they climb aboard that race car that you've prepared? 
Uh, well, I, I guess probably one of my drawbacks is I am pretty reserved. I'm pretty quiet. I'm, my wife tells me <laughs> yeah. I'm way on its own because I don't uh, I don't get excited about yeah. anything or nothing. And and so yeah. I, I always have to try and explain to guys I'm not I'm not a coach and I'm not here to blow smoke up your ass. Like you know you got to know what you got to do and that's what you're here to do. You know, just like you know, like me wanting to get Corey in my car. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I only want people to drive my race car that I think I could win with. You know, so, you know, that's the, you know, that's the reason why, you know, I want Corey to drive because I, I, I truly feel that we can win some races. There's no doubt in my mind. And and the same with Anthony, you know, I mean, if I thought in my mind, well, if I'm going to drive nine hours to, to get to Williams Grove and, and we're going to run seventh or 11th or something, I'm just going to stay at home and, hey, put a turn in your right rear or something over the phone and try and help them that way. But, I mean, I know that Anthony obviously has won 14 races. It's, well, 16 now, but at that point he's won 14 races. I mean, so obviously the kid can win races, and, and I feel like I can win races with him also. So that would, uh, you know, that helped my decision to, to you know, go there and help him. Um, and they're, and they're, you know, the, the Macri family is, uh, they're good people. They're really good people. So, you know, that makes it, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm all about, it has to be fun. If you're not having fun, I, I, there's no reason in doing it. Like it's if, you know, if everybody's mad at each other and nobody wants to speak to each other or whatnot, well then that's, that's just, that's no fun either. Yeah. yeah. Final question for you, Bernie. You said your two favorite places in the world, as far as racetracks go are Knoxville and Williams Grove. The thrill of winning at Williams Grove, that had to still be there on Friday night. That had to be neat for you personally. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, probably, you know, winning there with Gio, uh, you know, four or so years ago, and him being the youngest World of Outlaw winner and, and everything, that was my first uh, uh, World of Outlaw win. Um, right. And, uh, you know, and then doing it at Williams Grove even made it that much better. Uh, and, I mean, I am from Pennsylvania. Um, but I'm from the other end of Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm from the slow end of Pennsylvania, so they say. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, just going to Williams Grove. Uh, I did chuckle the um, uh, the tech guy come over and he wanted to pump the motor on Friday uh, uh, on Anthony's car, and so I'm there taking the rockers off, and and uh, he's like, he gets all done, he pumps it, and he comes back over, he leans over, and he pats me on the shoulder and he says, Hey, congrats on the win here. That was, that's nice just to show up here and win. And I, and I chuckled and I said, uh, I've actually won here before. And I said, I actually own the track record here. So um, I'm, I'm pretty confident I can get around here. And he's like, Oh, well that, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> Bernie, we know you're busy. We're going to, we're going to cut you loose here at this point, but we appreciate okay. your time. Thanks for your insight on, uh, on, uh, on on you and then on Anthony and Corey, who we've talked about here on the show. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here today. Yep, yep. Thank you. We'll see you at the races. There you go. We'll see you at the racetrack. Bernie Stubgen. Boy, doesn't that just put a big old bow around this story? <laughs> yes. This, we have times these shows are like one once it's about this or once it's yeah. about that. This has been the story of Silly Season. Two uber-talented drivers. Mm-hmm. That have had situations that have put them down in the dumps, and one guy coming to the rescue and putting them back in victory Helping lane. both of them. Helping both of them. So neat. Man, He's going to be busy stuff. this weekend. Yeah, he is. going to be busy with a couple of cars up <laughs> yeah. there. So, um, boy, and I'll tell you what, he uh, first World of Allah win at Williams Grove, uh, has the track record there, picks up a win with Macri. Corey Eliasson has got to be just pumped about yeah, that going not forward. Not a bad situation. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's continue on. We've got a bunch of ground to cover that, we, uh, that we've... Uh, 
Man, oh man, we're an hour into this thing. Holy cow. <laughs> you know, NASCAR grassroots racing and sprint car racing are full throttle every week on Flow Racing, where you can stream over 1,300 events live and on demand and access exclusive coverage. All-Star Circuit of Champions, King of the West NARC Series, IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints, Lincoln, Port Royal, ASCS National Tour, plus the Arkham Menard Series, NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, Pinty Series, and Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing, all across the board, subscribe to Flow Racing today at www.flowracing.com slash GoMRN. That's Flow Racing slash GoMRN. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Sam Hanks, birthday tomorrow. Richard the Gas Man Griffin, Elmer George, uh, Ricky Hood, Charlie Wiggins, Doc McKenzie, Wally Campbell, Leland McSpadden, Fred Loring, all coming up. Friday, we mentioned this, Ricky Hood, 2006 inductee into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, second-generation racer, his father, Hooker Hood. Started racing it at 16 years old, a couple of USAC championships, over 400 wins. What was really remarkable in learning about Ricky Hood, there's two things. The one that happened in 1984, he won six races, including the Tony Holman Classic and USAC. At Phoenix, or I don't know if I think it might was at Phoenix, he was struck by a car in the pits and seriously injured. The story was, what are we going to do in 1985? To everyone's shock, he returned and he won Manzanita the opening round. Mm. That's Ricky Hood. That's the one story. The other story, far more personal. I'll never forget one of my favorite times, Tyler Burnett, who's with Flow Racing now. You can get him with Flow Racing. He used to be here with us. We decided we were going to a museum in Arizona to sprint to film, just get some B roll and stuff like that for some sprint cars. We walk in and here sits Ricky Hood, oh, and we drank beer for like two hours and listened to, to Ricky stories. Hood tell stories. I'll never forget this. You get you you have these moments, and Tyler and I we get in the car when we're done and we're sitting there and we're like, did that just happen? We did not realize it. So Ricky Hood, his story is forever forever enshrined at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Become a supporting member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Only $25 free admission to the museum. 10% discount on museum merchandise. SprintCarHOF.com. That's SprintCarHOF.com. Aaron, we don't have to wait for races. Nope, we, we sure don't. don't. Our buddy, and it's a big week. Our buddy got a good weather forecast. Oh, I know. He posted it, and I was like, oh, gosh, I know Brad's been on every every app. He's probably has four or five weather apps. I am apps. so pumped up. You know what I love? I, you know what? I, I love the Doty race. Mm-hmm. I love Attica. I love Brad. But I love seeing people say nice things about and Brad support. and yep. that race. Me and too. I just love seeing people saying it's my favorite World of Outlaw race of the year, mm-hmm. one of my favorite stops of the year. Brad just does it up. And if you're in Ohio or Indiana, jump in the car and get there. If you're not, you can even make it from Michigan, too. Um, if not, it's on Dirt Vision tonight. And then it moves over to Eldora. Uh, Wednesday night, Joker's Wild. Thursday night, historical big one. $100,000 to win. Friday night, the night before the Royal. And Saturday, the King's Royal. $175,000 to win. Man, oh man. You imagine if one of our guests here wins this race this week, what that does? Oh my gosh. You imagine yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy. It really is. Narc, King of the West. Oh, man. The, I, I'm I'm not even good. I'm going to put my, I'm going to go blah, 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 blah. I don't even want to know what's going on out at uh, Watsonville, 12th, 12th Annual Howard Kading Classic. 
You know, I found this interesting. Kyle Hurst is a three-time winner. Bud Kading and Jonathan Allard are two-time winners. Sean Becker won the race last year. Colby Copeland won it 2018 uh, when I was there that night. Buddy Kofoid and Evan Suggs, you know who hasn't won the race? Dominic Selzy, mm-hmm. Shane Golubek, Justin Sanders, Tim Cady. TK. You imagine one of the, you imagine TK or Dominic or one of those. You imagine TK wins that race. <laughs> My God, they'll be partying until August. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, if, if he doesn't win, they might be partying. Well, they, well no, I've been to that race. That, 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 that's true. That's not even. That's yeah. That's true. Sorry, just no that, TK. That well, is known a him for great, a long time. great event. Yes. That is a great event that they do out there. Bud, Bud is the not only a racer, but he's the social director, and he throws yeah. a party. And he, yes, the Cadings know Kadings how to be social. Know directors. how to throw it. They may know a little bit about racing. But they know a lot about throwing a party, and it all comes together at Watsonville at Ocean Speedway. I love this one. River City Speedway, King of the Wings. It is NOSA sprints versus IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints. Mm -hmm. I love when our sanctioning bodies get together and kind of see what's going on. And then Michaels Mercer Speedway, SummerSlam, $6,000 to win on Saturday night. Love that because you have... Eldora going on over here, and you've got Central Pennsylvania, yep. and there's a lot of guys that are probably like, well, I'm not sure I want to go here. I'm not, hey, maybe I'll sneak over to yeah. Mercer and see if I can Love take some money track. home. That's a great, great track. That's for sure. I want to end the show here today, and we are way, way long, but I do <laughs> want to take a minute here to mention this. Um, my original plan this weekend uh, going into the year was to go to the King's Royal. I just loved going up there last year, and that was my original plan, you know, and everything else. Um, but over the course of the off season this spring, I learned that my original home track, Five Mile Point Speedway, has been or is being sold. Really? And it is not for motorsports use going forward. So this is the final season of racing at Five Mile Point Speedway in Kirkwood, New York, which is just south of Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Um, July 24th, 1979, the World of Outlaws in one of the... One of the trivial questions you could win money on, where was the first race for the World of Outlaws in New York State? Everyone's going to say the fairgrounds or rolling wheels. Yeah. It was Five Mile Point Speedway. Lynn Paxton was the winner that wow. night. Wow. And Lynn, actually, they moved to Port Royal and Williams Grove. That was a Tuesday night. Wednesday, they ran at Port Royal. Paxton won there, and he won at Williams Grove with the World of Outlaws. Wow. He won three World of Outlaw races that week. Um, but Five Mile Point Speedway, Five Mile Point Speedway was my home track. When I was a child, I remember going there. I was born in 1964, and I remember races as early as 1969, 1970, sitting there with That's my dad cool. and going there every week, every Saturday night of my life as a child. So much so, we would occasionally go to Canada fishing, so I would miss weeks then, Okay. My junior prom, I had the foolish idea and decided that I would go to the junior prom with a fine young lady. I had so much fun at my junior prom. The night of my senior prom, I went to Five Mile Point Speedway. (laughs) Um, It was home. It was my home track. My passion for racing started in the front stretch, and then we used to stand in turn number three at Five Mile Point Speedway. My brother, my friend David Brush, my sister, my family, my dad was always there. It was what we did, and it's where I fell in love with the sport. So this weekend, instead of going to the King's Royal, um, I'm going to jump on a plane on Thursday, go up, catch my Friday night home track, Pencan Speedway, and I don't know how better to say this, just going to say goodbye to Five Mile Point Speedway no. on Saturday night. I know. It, it's sad. You know, I, I'm really torn on this. Um, I'm sad, no doubt about it. How many businesses, let alone racetracks, survived 72, 72 years? years? You're right. It was 1950. 
2022. And so the old girl gave us a lot of good races. Yeah. Gave me my passion for the sport. And a lot of other people. A lot of other people as well. So uh, that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to Five Mile Point Speedway in Binghamton, New York. Uh, going to see the beloved Modifieds race. Uh, but more important than that, I'm going to uh, cherish one last time a dear old friend, uh, a place that means so much to me. So, And, and I'll, I'll end with this. If you have a place that means so much to you, a racetrack, go support it. Um, Five Mile Point Speedway uh, has been on the market for a few years, and in complete honesty, the last few years have been a little rough there. Uh, yeah. They haven't been they haven't been booming. We talk about sprint car racing, we talk about dirt track racing booming. There are pockets where it's booming. There's Five Mile Point mm-hmm. Speedway is not one of those. Um, I don't know that I dare say if business kept booming. Uh, where we'd be at, that doesn't matter. Where we're at now is the track was sold. And I actually talked to Andrew Harpell as the process was going on. And, and as I, 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 it hurts to say this, but I agree with the decision that he made with where he is at in his life yeah. and the track is at. It was the right decision to sell as much as I hate that decision. Yeah. But um, get out and support your racetracks, folks. Support your racetracks. Get out and support them. Make it so that the racetrack is the most lucrative thing that piece of property could ever be. Do that. How about that? How about changing that? <laughs> How about so we're tearing down these dang shopping malls and building racetracks? Well, we're not there yet. But uh, anyhow, so uh, that's my weekend. And I uh, appreciate just a little time to share that where I'm headed to this weekend. So Wing Nation, you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. We also have a YouTube page. You can get your Wing Nation gear at www.shopwingnation.com, shopwingnation.com, or Justin Peck Souvenir Rig when you're at the racetrack this weekend. So there you go. Uh, coming up, we mentioned this earlier. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Carson Macedo, joins Ashley and I. Aaron, we're an hour and 11 minutes this into this This might be our longest show this ever. Is, I think this is our longest show. Record we used to do, set. We used to do an hour show, and then we scaled way back, it yeah. way back, way back when Kendra and I did it. We used yeah. to do an hour show, we first and then we started. scaled it back. We were, we're radio people here, so we always have to go a 30-minute show or an hour show. So we scaled it back because all the shows at MRM yep, were 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So we scaled it back to that, and then as we became more podcasty and not having to fit the radio mold... Uh, you know, we're usually 45 minutes, but here we are, an hour and 11 minutes. But I'm telling you, was what a, a fascinating visit with Anthony Macri, Corey Eliasson, and then Bernie Stubgen. I'm telling you what. It was it, a good day. It might be the longest show. It might be one of the favorite ones as yeah, well. Absolutely. Really, really good stuff. So more important, though, than all of those people and Aaron and I hanging out and talking about it, we really appreciate you checking us out here. Hey, share this. Podcasts are grown by people sharing favoring, liking, even reviewing, if you have nice things to say. Um, <laughs> podcasts grow by that. So make sure you do that as well. And that's with all podcasts. That's with everything Sprint Car Racing. Make sure you share those things and spread the Sprint Car Gospel. So she's Aaron Evernham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.